I'm Jessica Lim Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 15th. In the mid-1960s, a successful producer approached a TV executive with a pitch for a new television series. His show would be set in the future, in space, and involved the adventures of a group of explorers investigating strange new worlds and meeting new life forms and discovering new civilizations. No, this wasn't Star Trek, although Gene Roddenberry did pitch that idea to the same executive who actually rejected it in favor of this idea. As a result, future film and television icon Erwin Allen successfully pitched his show, a space-born version of the Swiss Family Robinson to CBS as Lost in Space. It would be Allen's second foray into TV-based genre shows, and like its only true ratings rival in the world of the mid-60s TV science fiction, actually had two separate and very different pilot episodes. Like Star Trek, the original pilot was never actually aired, and like Trek, Lost in Space has had a legacy that has kept it alive decades after it originally went off the air. Lost in Space premiered on CBS on September 15, 1965, but the first episode that American viewers saw was a lot different from the original pilot. For one thing, the ship name changed from Gemini 12 to Jupiter 2. For another, the cause of the ship's becoming lost was quite different. In the original pilot, titled No Place to Hide, it was an unpredicted meteor shower, but CBS executives wanted something a bit different. They wanted an antagonist. As a result, the seriously toned show changed and gained perhaps two of the most memorable characters in all science fiction, Dr. Zachary Smith and the robot. CBS commissioned a second pilot, and Allen added the robot and the nefarious Dr. Smith, a saboteur in the employ of an unnamed foreign power. As he found himself trapped on the same voyage as the space family Robinson, his reprogramming of the robot gave him an uneasy ally. Lost in Space was a hit, and the addition of Smith and the Robot may have taken the show from a potential genre curiosity to what has become one of the greatest cult shows of all time. Dr. Smith was intended as a sinister and dark character, but thanks to the personal efforts of actor Jonathan Harris, he became a sort of humorously nefarious anti-hero who had a weirdly paternal relationship with Bill Mooney's character Will. That relationship has given us some of the most famous lines in all of television, including the iconic Danger Will Robinson, and of course, Never Fear, Smith is Here. The conceit of both pilots of Lost in Space was that the population of Earth had overgrown, and the only hope of survival for our species would be to find a new Earth-like planet. And while climate change was not given as a factor in this mid-60s version of 1997, it was heavily shown as a factor in later remakes. Erwin Allen had high hopes for the serious ideas he was hoping to explore in the original pilot of Lost in Space. But when it became clear that the network did not agree with this, he adapted. 
Due to the enormous success of the ultra-campy Adam West Batman series in 1966, Lost in Space would become the poster child for all of Irwin Allen's later campy and memorable genre creations. Lost in Space would continue to deviate from its original vision and become a very different show from its only period genre rival, Star Trek, until its ultimate cancellation. But perhaps the reason we remember it so fondly so many years later is precisely because of the camp, its lack of scientific credulity, and its charming yet flawed characters. At the end of the day, would we remember Lost in Space as fondly as we do if there had been no Dr. Smith or no robot? They may not have been there at the inception, but it can safely be said that they became part of the soul of the show. If they had never been part of it, we would never have heard the immortal line, Danger, Will Robinson. And why would we want that? This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 15th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.